What's up, guys? This is Ben with the Practice Perfect Journal coming at you with another podcast. Um, this is the uh, podcast, this is the video series, wherever you're watching this at. Um, the Practice Perfect Journal is where I take and uh, I distill all the good things that I find, and stuff that I test, stuff that I learn, and figure out really what makes a difference in practice and growing your skill as a musician, growing your skill uh, in any sort of uh, facet of life. So I try and find all the good stuff, figure out what works, get rid of what doesn't work, and really figure out where that delta is and where um, where the good stuff lies so I can give it to you guys so you don't have to uh, fight through and sift through all the nonsense. So. So yeah, so that's where we're at, and I'm feeling a little tired today, um, <clears throat> forcing myself to uh, get back to lifting. There's a the, there's a gym in my office building, so I go there. I started going there a second time uh, this week, going there, and I got approval to go in there because you have to sign a waiver and everything. Um, it's free, but you got to sign a waiver. Oops. Almost unplugged my mic. That would have been bad. Um, you got to sign a waiver to go, and I just I'm, I was meaning to go because like I probably did this waiver uh, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> maybe a month ago, and I would bring workout clothes to work and be like, all right, now today is the day I'm going to start going. Today is the day I'm going to start going. And then every single day I would finish my uh, shift, and then I would just like, nope, I'm going home. I need to get out of this building, <laughs> right? I need to run out of this building. It is crushing me. Um, and so finally, uh, Wednesday, I broke that habit. And today's Friday. So Wednesday, I broke that habit by uh, parking on the other side of the building. So the side that's closer to the gym. So that way I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get away with walking to my car. And all of that, or walking to the one side of the building, even though I still parked outside, so I still had to go out to my car anyway. But just parking in a different area kind of broke the monotony of um, that. It, it broke that cycle of being like, okay, well, I left the building, and now I'm in my car, which is on the, where I normally park, and I'm just, I'm just want to go home. So since I parked on the other side of the parking lot, it's a really decent-sized building, so uh, parking opposite it kind of just shifted my mindset to be like, okay, like this is what we're doing today. And I think that's important because actually I didn't mean to, I wasn't even going to talk about mindset, but, but yeah, I think mindset, mindset comes first in whatever you want to do. Cause if it doesn't matter what your intentions are, um, if you have a terrible mindset about it, right? So <clears throat> Again, it's like how many times have we all set intentions July 1st? And speaking of which, it's coming up soon, a couple weeks. Decade's almost over. But many times we set intentions New Year's and by like mid, mid-January, we've just completely gave up on our goals. Why? It's because um, our mindset wasn't aligned with what we were trying to do, right? We... We were like, ah, oh, this is something I got. I have to go to the gym. I have to eat a salad. I have to lose weight. And it's like, of course you're never gonna. Of course you're gonna fall off the wagon that way. Um, if you paint it in that kind of picture, and if you paint it in that kind of light, then 
of course it's going to be like this painful thing that you have to do is like can eating salads be good like can you enjoy eating a salad yes can you learn how to make a good salad that's healthy for you and tastes good yes oh excuse me i just got done eating so uh, but but again like if your mindset is oh, i gotta do this i gotta do this then of course you're gonna fail you failed before you even started that's a, a big thing which is why i know i talked in a previous episode with uh, keeping it simple <clears throat> When you want to start becoming more consistent with practice, you need to start small. You need to, instead of being like, I'm going to practice for four hours every single day and I'm going to really crush it. And then you do the math. And you're like, if I do four hours of practice every single day, uh, oh, fuck, what's the math? Hang on. What's the math? I got my notes. Four times 365. Oops, 365. Yeah, so you're like, that's 1,460 hours of practice. One, four. And then if I divide that by uh, 10,000 hours, I can become a master in 6.8 years. Is that right? Four times 365, 1460. Yeah, that's about right. Um, I can become an expert super fast. And it's like, uh, yeah, until you try and sit down and actually do that. Until you try and sit down and practice for four hours you look at your instrument you go i don't even want to touch it yet like oh, four hours is gonna be such a big block of time i don't have even i don't even have time to practice today i only have two hours i can't possibly squeeze it into there and it's like dude you have two hours practice for an hour <laughs> practice for 15 minutes that's why you got to keep it simple you got to chunk it down into something that you can actually get after so i started doing it back in the day when um I got really consistent with practicing and then I kind of fell off the wagon for life, but um, getting back into it though. But if you're trying to start being consistent, like just start with 15 minute increments. Be like, okay, every single day I'm going to practice, practice for 15 minutes. You make the barrier to entry as small as possible because then over time you're going to sit down, you're going to play for 15 minutes and then it's going to be half an hour and it's going to be an hour. You're like, dang, I crushed it. But you weren't freaking out about that hour to start so you were able to start which is the big problem right it's like the the uh what's the old saying like 90 percent of working out is just getting to the gym and that's so true like for me getting to the gym today it was like just getting there was 90 percent of the battle because once you're in there you're like ah dude fuck it i'm just gonna work i'm gonna lift i'm gonna work out i'm just gonna get it in real quick and yeah so keep it simple and and we're talking, oh yeah, mindset. Um, there's a good book called, I have it somewhere. It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Is it Carol Dweck? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Carol Dweck. And, and she talks about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. And I know I talked about that in a previous episode as well. But having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset is everything, right? If you believe that you can't become good at something, then you're not going to become good at something. Like if you say like, I can't cook, I, or, um, I can never become good at this instrument. So why am I even bother practicing? I am only going to get to a certain threshold and then whatever, right? Like that's, that's no way to approach a skill you're trying to master. Right. Um, if you're like, I'm just going to practice until I hit my peak. It's like, no, 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 no. There's no 
there's no like we talked about in the last episode um, there's no threshold that you can hit right um, as long as you keep working at it and keep practicing deliberately um, you go like a coach and you uh, make sure that you're continually challenging homeostasis and climbing the um, climbing the ladder or raising the bar and <clears throat> And yeah, like that's, yeah, that's really about it um, for mindset. So it's like, what can I, I don't know, like back in the day, like I was, I had such a bad fixed mindset that like I, again, like it went to the point where I almost quit playing drums because I just, I didn't think that I could get any better. I believed that I was stuck. I believed that I had plateaued and got stuck because, you know, I was practicing like, twice practicing in quotes um which was basically just me playing the same 10 songs over and over again <clears throat> and in the same order so i just kind of was playing through the same set list every single time so of course i wasn't getting any better um and i was playing them straight through and i wasn't recording myself and i wasn't auditing what i was doing so of course i sucked of course i was bad of course i stagnated but i had this belief that if I kept playing them, then I would eventually just magically get better. Which isn't how it works. So, so yeah, so I got stuck because I was in this mindset where I was like, it's like, well, I hit my plateau. I'm never going to get better. Like, I, I, I'm never going to. And then, of course, I spiraled. And I remember one day I was so mad. I got like halfway through a song that I, I was able to play decently well before but i got halfway through and i just botched the entire thing and i just got so mad i threw my drumsticks across the room in disgust with myself i was like i'm never gonna be good i'm never gonna be good uh, i'm always gonna suck i might as well not even play and i just look back on that and i think i was like dude it's no wonder you were so bad it's no wonder i was so bad it's no wonder i stopped growing it's like of course when i started playing remember remember when i talked about um i started practicing and learning and I was like I shot up really quick why because I was practicing to a regiment I found online lessons and I was working through them um, sequentially and I would I would do one perfectly and I would I would uh, I would hammer it out and some of them were harder than others and I would hammer it out and I grow a little bit you can't say that like I'd grow a little bit and then I would grow a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more. And then eventually I got through all of them, but or most all of them. There might have been a couple that I didn't do, but I stopped doing that. And I started playing songs. I started playing music. And doing that will help you as well. Like, you can get good just playing songs, but, like, I wasn't playing songs to master them. I was kind of just playing them to have fun, right? Like, I wasn't trying to play certain songs beat for beat, and I wasn't analyzing myself uh, playing them beat for beat. I was just kind of playing them to a point where they were good enough, right? We don't want to be good enough. Good enough is not good enough for the thing that you're trying to master. And so then I flatlined, and I stayed like that for a very long time um, until, thankfully, the universe uh, intervened, or Facebook ads intervened, and I... Uh, got started getting some uh, webinars and some lessons and then I realized I was like dude I'm the problem my mindset's the problem the fact that I'm not practicing is the problem uh, I haven't hit a plateau I'm just not trying very hard and once I became aware of that I realized like dude I'm leaving so much on the table like how many years like uh, did I just kind of throw away because I thought I was practicing 
and then I got mad at myself for not being amazing, right? Having never had a coach, having never really audited myself practicing. Like, are you the same way? Like, is that, are you stuck as well? Um, like, first of all, like, if, if you're stuck and you're getting frustrated, the first thing I would say is to check your mindset. Um, ask yourself, like, am I in a fixed mindset or am I in a growth mindset? Because a fixed mindset, of course, you're like, you believe that everything's stuck and innate talent is a thing, which I believe... I believe a little bit of innate talent, but I think most of it is just super hard work that is hidden. Um, uh, it's just super hard work that um, per- portrays itself as innate talent. Um, but, but yeah, it's like you got to check your mindset and then work from there like try and realize that dude like you can become substantially better than you are will you become the best of the best like the top top dog eh, maybe maybe not who am i to say but can you become top one percent sure if you work your ass off for it if that's what you devote your life to then yes because it's like if i were to try and become as good as lebron james at basketball it's never going to happen solely because that guy's put in that guy put in more time in of basketball probably before he was five years old. I don't know what time when he started, but that dude has put in more hours of basketball up to the, up to the age of eighteen than ninety nine percent of the population, right? And that's why when he got into the NBA um, as an eighteen year old, um, that he crushed it. And same thing with Kobe. Same thing with Michael Jordan. Um, when they all came in and started playing, like they did pretty pretty darn good um so but again why it's because they were so naturally talented or were they did they just work their faces off their entire life and then it showed and um, so that's actually a good segue into there was a case study that anders erickson did to kind of he wanted to figure out um if innate talent, like around innate talent, he wanted to try and figure out, say, dude, is this like a real thing? Like, what's going on? Because by the way, he has made a, um, it's a hobby of his to take these quote prodigies and dispel them, like to see if they're actually prodigies. And he's not been able to find a convincing case for any of them because he's always found on the back end. There's just been insane amounts of work that come to becoming that quote prodigy level. But this is actually what I want to talk about to begin with, but then we got on the mindset rant. So, but first, let me drink some wheatgrass. Trying to be healthier, so I'm drinking this awful, awful <laughs> green concoction. You see that? Oh. You gotta make sure I don't spill it on my computer, that'd be tragic. Yeah, it smells like chalk, tastes like chalk. Or it, uh, Smells like lawn clippings and <laughs> tastes like chalk, but yeah, supposedly it's good for you. I don't know. Hopefully it is. Otherwise, I'm drinking chalk willingly, so that's not a good feeling. <clears throat> oh, I feel like I need a chaser <laughs> for that. But anyway, 
So Anders Ericsson went to the uh, Max Planck Planck Institute. I think it's Planck. P L A N C K. Planck. I don't know. German. German. It's in Germany. And he ran an experiment. And he went and he checked out violin students. And he had the teachers there hand select 30 students into three different brackets. And he had the teachers pick the top or who these quote superstar potential superstar students were and they handpicked the top like um the, like the best of the best violinists excuse me again then he went to the next 10 and he was like okay so these are the superstars so these are our best our 10 best student bucket then he went and he's like okay who are the next 10 really really good students but they're not quite superstars and the teachers went out and they handpicked uh, t- 10 of the the second tier viol- uh, violinists and okay okay now we have the best student group and we have the su- uh, or, or yeah we have the best student group and we have the better student group and then lastly he went out and he's like okay like who are the um, students who are still pretty good but um, they're not quite good enough to get into the soloist program, uh, but they're still better than the average person. And he had <clears throat> he had them hand select the ten people. And he put them into the quote good group. So now we have the best students, we have the better students, and we have the good students. And he also recruited. Sorry, I'm reading my notes from when I uh, went off peak. But he also recruited the. Uh, a bunch of middle-aged violinists from the uh, Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra, and just to kind of see, he wanted to get their, wanted to get like their practice regiment. He wanted to kind of figure out where they were at when they were at the same age of these students. So the Philharmonic, the middle-aged Philharmonic Orchestra players, compared to where they were at as the students are currently, and. They made the students, they gave them like journals and they had the students uh, basically journal out their lives um, or their, their day to day for a couple of weeks. Um, let me see. Over a week. It was over a week. So they took the 30 students and they were interviewed. They were asked to keep diaries over a 30 day period and within 15 minute increments. It's like, when do you eat? When do you sleep? How long do you sleep? How long do you do um, uh, for fun activities? And then they interviewed the students to figure out like what their backgrounds were. And they couldn't find any reason. Like there, there was no, there was no variable. Well, they found one variable between all the students. But there, besides that one variable, there was nothing else that really that was clear that would be why the students were one was like one group was better than the other and they couldn't really find convincing evidence of any prodigies and they're like well this is weird like like age didn't matter sex didn't matter um uh uh, race didn't matter um like i forget how many uh different variants they tested them on but they couldn't find anything. 
So the only difference that they could find between all these students was how much time the students had practiced over the course of their lives. That was it. And they found that the serious students, like the best of the best students, when they were about 10, 11 years old, like they all started when they were eight, right? So they all had about the same starting times. Like none of them started when they were three, like on average they started about the same. So <clears throat> there wasn't any that started at two and it, there wasn't any that started um, like at 11 or anything like that. Um, they all started about at age eight. And the serious students, when they hit about age 10, age 11, they realize there's like, I want to do this like forever. Like I want to be a violinist. So they started practicing, my phone's buzzing. They started practicing um, 15 hours a week. So that's about two hours a day. Um, following lessons designed by a teacher, they weren't just kind of playing, doing whatever. And, and this type of practice was the only differentiator, like how much they did this certain type of practice. Because what they found was from, it was age eight, up until when they hit age 18, from start to age 18, from all these students, the best students had accrued about 7,410 hours, the better students had accrued 5,300 hours, and then the good students had accrued 3,420 hours. Well, it's like, of course, there's no wonder that the best students are so much better than the, quote, good students. The best students have put in over twice the, uh, the practice time that the good students have. And they've put in substantially more time than the better students. 2,000 hours, over 2,000 hours, that's like an extra, um, like, two, three years worth of practice, just in terms of hours. Um, depending on how much you're doing, like two hours. Uh, so if you're practicing for two hours a day, we'll just say, so 730. So if you're practicing two hours every single day, 730 hours a year. Yeah, so almost three years. They're effectively three years. Like the best students are about three years ahead of the better students if they all practice for about two hours a day. And then over the good students, math, real quick, three, four, 20. They're five years ahead. So it's like, no wonder that it's like, okay, like these students are good, but they're not amazing. But it's like, of course, they're not as amazing as the best students, this quote, superstar students. The superstar students are five years farther ahead than the good students. So what happens in this cycle? The cycle then perpetu uh, perpetuates. The best students get reinforced because they're like, oh, I'm a superstar. I got to keep maintaining my superstar status. So then the teachers pay them more attention because they're better. Like, of course, the teachers want to spend more time with the students who are better. It's more fun to teach the kids who are better. It's like, yeah, you care about the other students, but, um, but you want, when you can watch a kid who's just like tearing it up, you're like, dude, I want to teach that kid. Like that kid gets it. Like that kid's amazing. I want to keep teaching that kid. Um, and you see a kid that's good. You're like, eh, like they're not as inspirational to teach. For the most part, so you start with the start with the best students, and then you, you, they just get more and more. Um, uh, they get more and more practice. They get more and more attention from the teachers. They get the teachers can correct more of their mistakes, so they get better faster. It's a principle in the book Outliers, um, where they talk about that. Um, 
like the best kids, like the best kids in hockey, um, tend or the biggest kids in hockey when they're first starting out tend to be more coordinated than other kids, like the smaller kids. So they get more ice time because of all the all the coaches only see is how that they're a little they're a little bit be- bigger and more coordinated. So they're a little bit better than the other kids. So the coaches give them more ice time, they give them more practice time, and then that is just a cycle that uh, keeps on repeating. It's like it's potentially the same thing here. But that was the only thing that they could find. Like the best students, they didn't have more innate talent than the good students. They just put in over two thousand, uh, twice the amount of hours. And going back to the middle-aged violinists who are playing with the Philharmonic Orchestra, the, the middle-aged violinists, they had also spent about seven, seven, uh, 7,500 hours uh, when they were at age 18. That's how many hours that they had put in at age 18. So it's not that any of them are <clears throat> more talented. It's not like anyone who played in the Philharmonic Orchestra only put in 3,000 hours. No, they put in 7,000 hours. They got into the soloist program because they put in so much more effort that they were, quote, more talented, and then they were able to keep that going forward. They didn't find any shortcuts. There was no prodigies. They just spent more time practicing. And so if whatever skill that you want to master, whatever skill you want to learn and become amazing at, it's like that, that's the only fact, like the, well, there's a couple factors, but the main factor is how you're practicing. Do you have a coach that is teaching you the best ways to get better? And then lastly, just are you putting in the time? Because it's like, again, you can read about doing push-ups, but until you actually start doing push-ups, you're not going to get better at doing push-ups. You're not going to get more fit by reading about push-ups. You're not going to get better at your instruments by um, by reading about how to play. I mean, that might give you insights um, on how to practice more effectively to avoid pitfalls, but ultimately you have to sit down and get after it. So... Yeah, that's all I got for you today. Um, I feel like we might have bounced around <laughs> all over the place. I don't know. Uh, it's going a little bit longer than I'm used to. Uh, 26 minutes going on, um, as opposed to the random in-the-car rants. I kind of like this format a little bit more. Um, also, I moved closer to work, so um, the car rants. I don't really have time to get acclimated. I liked the car rants before, and I'm going on another rant. Um, I liked the car rants before, but I had like an hour to burn in my car, so I kind of had time to get a little bit acclimated to the drive, and then about halfway through the drive, I would kind of feel it. Because in the morning, when I first wake up in the morning, I was a little like tired and groggy and just dragging. So I needed some time to wake up a little bit. And then if I did them on the way back home, it's like I needed some time to switch the brain off from working. I just needed some time to kind of sit in silence and drive home and unwind a little bit from the day. But... Um, but now, now you get to see my beautiful face or ugly face, whatever. I don't know. Um, and my slightly messy room. I know. I need to clean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to put away these boxes, throw them out or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I hope it was insightful. Again, as always, um, the only way to get good is to practice perfect. Like, you got to remember, always practice perfect. Uh, the worst way to... The worst thing that you could do is to not practice as effectively as possible because by practicing poorly, you're going to reinforce bad habits. And bad habits become ingrained, and then you have to unlearn them later down the line. 
So bad habits lead to bad practice, which leads to bad technique, which leads to injury, and then you're fucked. So don't do that. <clears throat> Find a coach and practice perfect, boys, boys and girls. So take it easy. This is Ben with the Practice Perfect Journal. Peace out.